Hi, my name is Denek. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, and you're listening to my podcast called Denek's English Podcast. Here is another episode. Have fun. Hi, this is Denek from the Denek's English Podcast, um, and here is another episode for you. It's been a while since I talked to you in this kind of way. I didn't feel like sharing my private life. That's why I didn't speak to you directly like this. I've done this before. You know, I give you occasional updates on my own life, just to sort of tell you what I've been up to, because I think it's a good way to sort of... Um, vent out your emotions and just it's nice to talk to uh, someone about yourself especially if, if you don't have that many people to talk to which might happen to someone that has just just arrived to uh, another country that has moved abroad I say just well I've I've been in England since summer, so it should not really be just, but it does feel like it sometimes. It's difficult to find your feet here and sort of get friends and um, get this social circle of people that you can trust and talk to. So um, I, I won't deny it. I'm, I'm struggling in that department, but who knows? Things might get better soon. Uh, I try to remain an optimist, although sometimes I um, I am also pessimistic too. Anyway, um, um, I've been busy. Yep, that's why I haven't updated that many episodes here. You know, busy with the usual stuff, working in London, being an English teacher. There have been a few hiccups relating to especially my accommodation, health and uh, things in general really and uh, it, it, it has led me to question this whole adventure, this whole mission um, to be honest. I'm not sure if you expected me to say this because well prior to me coming here I I had raved. I have. I had raved about this whole thing. I, I had been um, quite excited about it, and 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 it had been my dream and all that. But you know, when it really happens, and it's not all up the roses, you start questioning it. You start wondering whether the the move you made is the 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 right thing to do. I think it's it's probably natural. It's probably natural. It's not that I'm having regrets. No, not at all. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I made it. I'm glad I, I um, plucked up the courage and decided to try my luck here. However, um, now that I'm here, <laughs> I may have changed my evaluation or my assessment of the whole mission, so to speak. I don't really feel like disclosing anymore, to be honest. I'm, you might be thinking, Stenek, give us some more details. Tell us more. 
don't speak in such a ge general way. Yeah, I know I may sound a bit, bit, bit vague. I just don't feel like sharing the details, you know. I think you will have to do with this for now. I'm sorry to have disappointed you, um, but you know, this is this is it. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Thank you for remaining loyal to the next English podcast. By the way, thank you for listening, despite the fact that I haven't update, uh, not updated, uploaded that many episodes lately. I do, I do realize that. Sorry about that. Um, it's 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 really reassuring to know that there is someone else at the end of the line, um, someone who is listening to this. Um, it would be kind of pointless without you, really, without you, my listener of the next English podcast. It, it wouldn't make any sense to do that, right? Okay, so once again, sorry if, if there are fewer episodes than usual these days. I, I can't always keep it up, uh, considering the, 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 how hectic life can be here. Um, and it's just like, you know... I'm sometimes feeling a bit blue. When you feel blue, it actually means that you're a bit depressed. Yeah. And if you if you're blue, it's not really it's not really the time to record a podcast, you know, because I I fear that it it could affect it could affect the the mood uh, of the of the listeners, you know. The, the, you might get sort of like um um infected by by my uh, not su not such good mood anyway uh, I, I feel a bit guilty for the people who support me um, I feel a bit guilty that I haven't done that many episodes but all I can say is uh, I, I'll try to keep the podcast going and um, keep recording interesting interviews for you but I'm not sure that I can always record like four episodes a month. This is this this is the idea. This is this is um, what I want to do. You know, at least four episodes a month. But I can't always I can't always do it. That that's all. But let me know if you if you have a problem with that. Um, if you don't mind me taking a break once in a while, once in a blue moon. Let me know what you think. Anyway. This has been the introduction. Um, hopefully, it wasn't too long. The, this episode is meant to be about um, idioms related to emotions. I'm holding a book in my hands, uh, which I have bought online recently, and it's quite a good book, really. Um, it's well structured, well laid out. Um, it has got everything you need about the most interesting idioms really the, the book is called English for everyone and the um, undertitle is English idioms okay and on the cover it has got some examples of idioms such as on cloud nine snowed under 40 wings rings a bell and so on and then there's um, there's another title at the bottom learn and practice more than 1000 common idioms and it comes with free online audio. The book is written by, give me a second, Thomas Booth. Thomas Booth uh, is the author. 
and he has worked for 10 years as an English language teacher in Poland and Russia. He now lives in England, where he works as an editor and English language materials writer. He has contributed to a number of books in English for Everyone series. So this, this comes, this actually is part of a huge series called English for Everyone. And it says at the back of the book, it should cost 90, uh, sorry, 16.99, 16 pounds 99 pence. But to be frank, I actually got it from Amazon for about 14 pounds. So I got it for peanuts, really. It's it's cheap. It's cheap. You guys, you guys should buy it. It's really good. It's really good. And if if you're still hesitant, well, why don't you check out for yourself? Go online, look it up, and see if you like it. It it comes with with very nice, but at the same time simple illustrations, which I really like, which help you remember the idioms as well, because it gives you some sort of a visual connection. The book is relative, still relatively new, I haven't opened it many times. I did use it this Saturday to teach idioms to a Korean one-on-one -on -one student and she loved it. So in this episode I'm gonna open this book on page 50 and go through idioms related to emotions. It's chapter 11 from this book. I hope the author doesn't mind I think I've, I think I've I've uh, I'll try to do justice to this book and try to convince my listeners to read the book really because I don't want to copy the material so hopefully I'm not infringing copyright I don't think you can really um, I don't think you can really sort of have um, claim you know, I don't think you can claim rights over language anyway but uh, maybe maybe I might be using some of the examples from here and the explanations so I do apologize if I'm breaking the law and um, if I am breaking the law please let me know send me an email and um, I, I will see if I can do it differently next time okay so this um, this chapter um, about emotions is divided into three categories. Category 11.1 idioms using vocabulary about the body. Category 11.2 idioms using vocabulary about colors. Colors. Category 11.3 idioms using vocabulary about food. So I wonder which one I'm gonna go through first. Um, you know what? I I'm actually going to be using my own examples because I actually made some notes here. But when it comes to the explanation, I do like the one that the book provides. So I might be quoting that. Hopefully it's it's okay. So, the first... Uh, you know what? Why don't I read the, the idioms first? And then I'm going to go through them one by one, giving you examples and explaining what they really mean. Okay? Hope that's fair, so get ready, brace yourself for some heavy grammar. Is this grammar? No, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. I only wanted to test you whether you're paying attention, listeners. Idioms is actually uh, vocabulary. Yes, it's not grammar. It has nothing to do with grammar. There might be some grammar involved. Like, it's impossible to escape grammar these days, is it? Um, but... It, this is really vocabulary. 
Well, to remind you what idioms are, they are fixed expressions in a language uh, which contain two or more words. And if you look at these words individually, if, if you study those words, they would have a different meaning, completely different meaning to the entire phrase. The, the phrase has some sort of a metaphorical meaning or something like that. Grammatically, these phrases are fixed. You can't really change the grammar around it too much. You can't change the form. If you do, you might end up uh, making a mistake. So, that is one of the challenges, by the way, because the, the, how fixed the expressions are. So, sometimes you need an article, sometimes you don't. And if you use it without the article or with the article and it's wrong, well, then, then, then the entire idiom is wrong. So, here are the idioms. At each other's throats. Wear one's heart on one's sleeve. To get cold feet. To cry, to cry your eyes out. A weight of your shoulders. Up in arms. To feel blue. To see red. Green with envy. As wide as a sheet. To foam at the mouth. To, to let your hair down. Broken-hearted, itchy feet, tongue-tied, keep a stiff upper lip, to go bananas, it drives me nuts, full of beans, to have egg on your face. Okay, here we are. So, uh, let me count them. I believe I've just read you out 20 idioms. Okay. So, uh, let's deal with the idioms um, using the vocabulary about the body first, okay? So, um, imagine uh, you and your wife disagree about things, you have a lot of arguments, it's often petty things as we say, nothing too serious really, it's something that normally happens in usual household, I think. Um, it gets a bit heated sometimes and it often it's if you think about the reasons for these little arguments it's it's small things and what happens is that uh, the husband and the wife are often at each other's throats now this not, does not have to mean that it's literally that they, they would be trying to murder each other I mean it's just a phrase we say they are at each other's throats so when was the last time you and your girlfriend or boyfriend were at each other's throats. If you don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend, how about your brother or sister or or your best friend? Are you sometimes at each other's throat? I hope not, of course. But if you are, well, you know, um, consider a different approach, I suppose. <laughs> okay. So that was the first idiom, to be at each other's throats. Now here comes the second. Um, imagine a person who is very sensitive and they start crying at, um, uh, um, at random really. Not at random, but what I wanted to say is it doesn't take much for them to start crying. Um, often when they are told something bad, let's say let's say they're criticized for making a mistake or they're being told off something like that though so if, if if the people start crying 
we, we can say that they are sens very sensitive, of course, or oversensitive. Um, but we could also say that they wear th their heart on, on their sleeve. So let's imagine uh, James, yeah? James um, comes home and his wife starts nagging him for not cleaning up after himself, for not keeping the toilet seat up, something like that. And then James can't take it anymore and, and um, we can see some tears in his eyes. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Well, that's James for you because he wears, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Now imagine uh, a sleeve, you know, sleeve, um, a part of your t-shirt. Um, you can have a long sleeve or a short sleeve and imagine your heart, the, the organ that you need um, uh, for, you know, for, for your blood circulation. Heart is basically the, the center of, of, of your body, isn't it? Imagine that is on your sleeve. It's, it's sort of like showing it to everyone, you know, you're not really making a good job of hiding it. So that means you're very, very sensitive. Everybody can see when you're not very well. Everyone can see when you are a bit um, concerned or a, a, but when you want to let your feelings show. Okay, so here comes another one. Imagine you've just lost your wallet or a passport. Let's make it a passport. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? And you are at the check-in at the airport. And then they ask, they're asking you for an airport and all you can do is say, Oh my God, I must have lost it. Oh, that's, that's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, what do we do now? And then you start rummaging through your bags and just going through everything and until you realize it's actually in your pocket Whew, what a relief right you've the the guy at the check-in has been waiting for you for five minutes and then you suddenly realize it's in your pocket and you do find it there it's a weight of your shoulders really isn't it it's a huge relief yeah so the idiom as you have correctly guessed is a weight of your shoulders a relief okay now, here's another one. Ah, let's go back to James, who cried because his wife was nagging him. His wife was giving him hard time. Well, imagine what his eyes must have looked like. They were really red, weren't they? Or we could say that um, he cried his eyes out. Yeah, that's how much he cried. He cried his eyes out. Not literally, because that might have hurt you know it might have also mean that he would he would be unable to put them back back to their original place you know <laughs> you can't really i don't think it's possible to take your eyes out and then put them back i, I have never tried it I, I don't intend to it might be a bit risky don't know don't know if you can do eye transplant if you can i i assume it must be a, quite a dangerous operation quite an quite a risky surgery and uh, yeah I would rather not go for that so if you cry your eyes out you you cry a lot obviously does anything make you cry your eyes out do you ever cry your eyes out mm hmm so here is another one uh, 
the government raised taxes on beer. Oh no, that is horrible. What do we do now? We can't, we can't imagine paying more for beer, can we? It's like the worst that could happen to us these days. Well, after coronavirus, obviously, because that, that is number one thing at the moment that people are concerned about. I don't really know why, but they are. There is a lot of panic surrounding the coronavirus, isn't there? Not a big fan of this topic, really. Uh, I think people are just, you know, just panicking. They're taking it too seriously and the media are taking advantage of it. You know, they're just feeding people, fear-mongering them. Uh, I don't know if you can say fear-monger someone. I don't think you can. Uh, it's just a case of fear-mongering. You know, they're just um, basically... Uh, they are wor uh, working with your emotions, you know, they, they, they're trying to scare us. That's what, that's what they are up to these days. Um, but imagine they, they, the government raises taxes and beer. That would lead to a lot of protests and strikes, wouldn't it? I bet it would. And people would be up in arms about it. Would you be up in arms about it? Would you be very angry? and start protesting against something, I don't know, I probably would, because as you know, I'm Czech and I do like my beer, although I don't think I would be up in arms, to be honest, because I don't drink beer that much, so it wouldn't really affect me too much, but it wouldn't be a nice thing, I admit, and it might ruin some people, some alcoholics and beer beeraholics and addicts to beer, and there are loads, and I think it's healthy to have a uh, a pint of beer once in a while with a friend and um, or without a friend really so if something like that ever happens I'm sure I'm sure some people might really be up in arms about it okay let's try to do the next one um, so imagine a situation um, your friend tells you there is a single a single bird, um, a chick, you know, uh, a girl at a bar. She's really lovely and she's single and shy and she doesn't doesn't have a boyfriend at the moment. So you could you could try your luck, you know, you could have a go at her. Um, can you say have a go at someone? I think it would mean to start or to to sort of. Um, go after them in a different way. If you have a go at someone, you, st you start shouting at them or something like that. No, you could have a go with with that girl. That's what I meant. So it's wrong preposition there. But imagine that, yeah? Imagine that. Let's go, let's do this. And so your friend is egging you on and just sort of like trying to encourage you to, to pluck up your courage, take your, take your, you can take your pint with you if that makes you feel any better. So you are like, okay, let's do this, I'm gonna go. But then suddenly you get a bit nervous. One, like you, you're almost sitting next to that girl. Well, let's imagine you sit there and then she turns, turns her face towards you and, and, and suddenly you, you, you can't manage to keep your eye contact and you, you, you look away. That's because you get nervous and suddenly you change your mind about trying to chat her up. You really get cold feet, don't you? Not literally again, because 
it's quite hot in the bar you know a lot of people produce a lot of heat and uh, they they also switch the heating on b before they opened up the bar uh, because if they didn't do that or if they hadn't done that uh, the customers wouldn't have arrived so um no it's not a problem about um how uh, about the temperature of your feet not really it's the problem about you chickening out yeah you get you got your you you got cold feet yeah you you got scared scared off and um, decided not to approach that girl has it ever happened to you it has happened to me many times before uh, so if uh, whenever that happens to me it's not a good feeling because you also sort of feel like a coward in the end and it's it's a it's a it's a disaster really <laughs> so don't get your feet cold don't get cold feet okay um another one um your boss had a meeting with one of your colleagues and this colleague of yours is always late and your your boss um, starts losing patience with her really there are often meetings face to face uh, between your boss and that colleague of yours and she's often told off by your bo boss time after time um, day in day out it still keeps happening and your friend it seems like hasn't learned from this anything um, it's one of those people that um, find it hard to keep time and no matter how many times you tell them they'll still end up um, being late um, so your boss has another meeting with that person shuts the door and this time it's a bit different because you can hear some shouting behind the closed door which doesn't normally happen your, bo your boss is a professional um, gaffer they always try to keep it down because you you will lose respect of your staff if you start shouting at them right but this time your boss can't take it anymore and he foams at his mouth yeah that's right He's foaming at his mouth as we as we are listening to this episode, and uh, you can you can sense uh, the fear that must be coming from your colleague, and it's just a awkward situation really on on the whole. Um, yeah, you you then the the doors are open and we can see that the boss is red in his face and and. Uh, your colleague, your female colleague, has cried her her eyes out. Yeah, that's because um, there was some foam at at the boss's mouth. Yeah, he was foaming at the mouth before. Mm -hmm. So if you foam at the mouth, obviously you become very angry. I think you worked that one out. Okay, let's do another one. To have itchy feet. I shouldn't have really said it beforehand should I no because now I've been inconsistent mm -hmm. because first I give you the situation then I throw in the idiom and then I explain it sorry about that I have just uh, put the I just put the card before the horse haven't I yep it happens here in the next English podcast um, mistakes are made and all we have to do is to say I'm sorry or we are sorry or whatever 
pronoun you want to use and move on. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do exactly that. So imagine you've been working for the same company for a long time. You've been on their payroll for ages. And um, so there's no surprise you, you sort of like lost your motivation and you don't you don't try hard enough anymore and it's it's always the same the same routine it get it's a bit of a drag really it gets it gets very tedious you start you sort you just you sort of start having itchy feet yeah you're like maybe i should go somewhere else maybe i should really move abroad i don't think um working for another company in this town would fix it let's let's try to Let's try to go to to a larger city, or, or even let's change the country. Uh, what so? Um, let's change the country completely. Wanted to say whatsoever there, but it wouldn't work. Um, yeah. So itchy feet. If you have itchy feet, it means um, you sort of like start considering um, go, going going to a different place you know you're bored with with the same place and situation so your feet start start itching and you have to scratch them in 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 order to to keep yourself sane yeah and scratching them is a metaphor for going somewhere else i suppose yeah you have to do that sometimes don't you do you sometimes get itchy feet do you let me know um okay another one is here um, you've been with with your boy for one year with your boyfriend. Imagine that. Uh, God, that's that's a long time. Can't imagine when I was with someone for this long. Last time, I actually can, but hmm, I don't think I want to talk about this here on this podcast. Right. So imagine you you've been with your boyfriend for one year and you're head over heels in love. You you. you you have a lot of feelings for your boy and you can't imagine your life without him, blah, blah, blah. And then one day you discover that um, he's got a lover. Ooh, that hurts, doesn't it? How do you feel? I bet you, you don't feel very well, do you? Yep, that's because you feel betrayed. You feel brokenhearted. Yeah, that's the idiom. It's, it's actually a, a compound adjective. To feel brokenhearted, and it means um, be betrayed because of uh, you're very upset uh, after the end of a romantic relationship, or, 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 or because someone has just uh, done something to you that isn't nice, that betrayed your trust, really. And it has to do with um, uh, relationships. Doesn't have to be a, a, a sexual or romantic relationship. It could be a friend betraying another friend really you can also feel broken-hearted another one that is similar that has a similar structure so there is a hyphen and, and it's it's sort of an adjective that is a compound compound adjective mm, i'm gonna i'm not gonna say it first because i don't want to make the same mistake as i did before so imagine you are an english teacher and you have, you've got your first english class imagine that you're very young. You haven't really stood in front of a lot of people before. You can't speak properly. You feel very nervous. Um, it's you got you've got a bit of a stage fright as well. So we can say that you're tongue-tied, tongue-tied. 
I, ca I can think of another idiom actually for this situation. To have a frog in your throat. Yeah, but that this idiom wasn't wasn't part of the of the twenty idioms that I prepared for you. The one I wanted to use here is to be tongue tied. Yeah, imagine your tongue being tied. Can you speak when your tongue is tied? How easy is it to produce some language when your tongue is tied? Must be harder than usual, right? How do you tongue one's one? How do you tie one's tongue anyway? Must be pretty tough. I don't think he can do that. I think it's just a metaphor. Okay, um, now this one. Imagine, um, imagine that boss that shouted at your colleague. Yeah, again, but this time, your colleague um, is not very sensitive and is a different has as a, as a sort of a, a different personality, a different character, and. Um, she, she she knows she knows how to handle being shouted at because she has got a thick skin you know she nothing really nothing really um it's like a water of ducks back nothing really moves her even if it's negative criticism heaped at her because she has got she 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 manages to keep a stiff upper lip so if you keep a stiff upper lip it means you don't really let your feelings know. Uh, it could mean that you sort of bottle your feelings up, that you keep them inside. You appear calm despite being upset. Yeah, because you know, sort of, sort of, it sort of helps you keep your pride, or it, it helps you keep face. You know, um, is that a phrase to keep face? I know you can say to lose face. If you lose face, it means you lose sort of you lose respect. So can you keep face? Mm. Would have to check it, but I don't have time for it now. Cause we've got more idioms on this list. Would you believe that? Yeah. Friday night after a long and hectic, stressful week. Can you imagine that? I'm sure you can. I, I'm sure all of you or most of you can relate to this experience. And what you need to do on Friday night or on Friday in Friday evening on Friday evening, you need to wind down, right? You need to. Um, let your hair down. Yeah, you need to relax a bit and take it easy and um, enjoy yourself. Yeah, to let your hair down. That's the idiom. Again, I suppose we can imagine that somebody has got um, hair. Hair. I say hair because I think this idiom must come from uh, must come from someone who is a woman. Like, or, or it must originate from from an idea. Of, from the notion of a woman um, having her hair um, sort of like well groomed, you know, like how do you say? Uh, I guess combed and um, nicely, nicely um, done. Yeah, but once it's all over, once um, you you can you can um, have some time off. After work, you you can let your hair down, you know, just relax and enjoy yourself. Okay, so all of these were idioms uh, using vocabulary about the body, and now we have got to go through idioms using vocabulary about colors and food. So let's deal with the colors first. Let's see where my examples are over here. All right, very simple. Uh, the first one is very simple. So your neighbor has got a new car. 
And you know you would like that car too, but you can't really afford it with your financial situation and with the economy and the inflation and all that. Yeah, we've all, you already had this big issue with, with um, the taxes levied on beer. Yeah, so unfortunately beer is more expensive now as well, so you can't really afford the car. But you would really like to have that car, but you sort of... You sort of think your neighbor doesn't really deserve it because he's an arsehole, you know, he's a wanker. And um, you don't really, you don't really feel very well because you're jealous, you know. You stop talking to your, to your friend then um, because um, you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to talk to them, especially about their new car. Yeah, because you are green with envy. Yeah, you're green with envy. So envy is uh, jealousy, basically. It means um, you would like to have something that someone else has. And uh, as, a, as a result of that, you stop talking to someone. Okay? Um, it's a feeling. And to be green with envy means that uh, you're very, very envious. Yeah, so envious that your, your natural color, whatever it is, changes to green. And um, you look like a Gollum or Shrek or something like that or Hulk, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and then you go and destroy destroy your neighbor's car. You say smash, smash Hulk. You destroy your neighbor's new car because you're green with envy, and you turn into uh, the Incredible Hulk. Imagine that. Yeah, would that make you feel better? Okay. Another one to do with colors, and I think I've already used it on this on this episode. Um, you know how I was describing um, how I have been feeling here recently? I said at one point that I felt blue. Yeah, a bit depressed. Because people are, people are annoying me. That's the main point. I don't like the pe some of the people around me. It's, um, it's been quite revealing uh, how different some of the personalities are here. Like people are very competitive and uh, mean and often selfish and and uh, it feels like they don't care that much about you. It also it's just it's just it's just an eye opener here in London how different this place feels. But I suppose I should have expected this because that's what a large city is about. A large city full of ambitious people full of people who came here and uh, or yeah 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 or actually were born here but most of them that annoyed me were those that came here and they had to had ha keep a stiff upper lip themselves and I'm sure it, it can't have been easy for them too but then they take it out on on anybody who is new that doesn't really have that sort of thick skin as I described it before so it makes me feel blue sometimes I I am a bit sensitive about it I admit okay um, right sometimes I travel by tube sometimes by bus but either way um, often there's enough space but because I don't really travel travel during the rush hour but imagine the rush hour when uh, the place is overcrowded. There are no, not any empty seats, really. Uh, a, a pregnant woman, uh, a 19-year-old man, a 90-year-old man are both standing 
in the tube train and three teenagers are sitting. Imagine that situation and they, they, are, fa they are looking at each other, they're one meter away from each other and, and then the, it's you and you see that. That, that. That's not what should be happening, right? Um, the, the, the teenage boys should realize that the, the woman is pregnant and, and the man is old and they should let them sit. And they are even sitting in those priority priority seats, you know, those seats that are um, designated for um, for for such vulnerable citizens. So, how do you feel when you see that? Well, I I feel I I see red personally. Whenever I see something like that I whenever I see something like that I see red yeah I get I get very angry I get worked up because this is not what should be happening no okay um, the next one imagine your best friend has gone on holiday to Tokyo in Japan and then you hear that there has been uh, an earthquake you he hear that on the news on the radio how do you feel? Oh, you must you must feel terrible because you don't know whether your friend is still alive, right? I'm sure you at that point the the second you hear that news, you you go white. You go white as a sheet. Yeah? You 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 sort of get pale, you turn pale or become pale. Um you go as white as a sheet. Yeah. Because you, you're basically terrified, worried, worried, sick. What could have what could have happened to your friend? Um, so, yeah. So I've just handled. I've just uh, dealt with the idioms related to colors, and now all that remains is idioms to do with food. So you imagine you have always loved toy trains. Yeah, you're one of those geeks or nerds that love little trains and you love playing with them and building the tra uh, the trails and all that. Now, one day your parents take you to a museum. Let's imagine this this museum is um, the most famous toy train museum. I'm sure such a museum really exists, but I'm I can't be bothered to to look it up now because yeah, my my computer is switched off and um, it's not really working properly at the moment. It keeps switching off by itself. It sort of keeps freezing. The screen keeps freezing after half an hour. Don't know what what's wrong with it. Probably something to do with memory. If anybody has got any ideas, by the way, let me know. Why does my computer, why does my laptop keep switching off by itself after 30 minutes? No matter what I do, I could watch, I could do something as simple as watch, um, uh, watching uh, Netflix or, or playing a game or, or even using Microsoft Word it doesn't it's not really about how many programs I switch on I, I have on at one time no but I still feel like it, it could it could be something to do with memory do, do you have any ideas about that anyway I think I've got gone off on a tangent uh, sorry about that um, I drift I drifted away kind of uh, didn't I yeah so let's go back to that boy that loves trains and their, uh, their parents take them to, his parents take them to, to a museum, to, 
to the biggest toy train museum in the world. How does the boy feel? What do you think? Yeah, you guessed it, very excited. Um, he goes bananas. He is out of control in that museum. He runs around and tr tries everything out because that, it's one of those places. It's like the Science Museum or the Natural Science Museum or whatever uh, in London where you can actually touch things, you know, and uh, it's very interactive. Imagine that boy. He goes bananas in such place. He's out of control with excitement. Okay. Now, um, imagine... Uh, you've got a girlfriend and she she has a very bad habit it's quite disgusting actually it's absolutely disgusting she picks her nose in public can you imagine that in time of coronavirus she picks her nose in public it's not not only is that disgusting it's also not hy very hygienic is it because she could um um she could get infected by the the virus you know she, yeah she should be more careful. But how do you feel about that? If you if you are um, someone who who has got who sticks to uh, the etiquette or, or just one of those OCD people, and um, you never have any bad habits, of course, um, you're very clean and tidy and um, well behaved and all that, and your girlfriend embarrasses you in public like that, you feel absolutely mortified. When that happens, um, um, yeah, it drives you nuts, doesn't it? It drives you nuts how she's always picking her nose in public. Yeah, you wish she would stop picking her nose. <laughs> okay, um, now, the two left. I'm getting a bit tired, to be honest. This has been a long episode. You know what? I'm not gonna edit it at all. I know that there have been a few moments where which I should probably edit out. But no, I'm not going to do it this time, because, you know, because it's too much work. And I need to be doing other things too. Okay. So, imagine you start a new job. It's a new challenge, new place. It's very exciting for you. Imagine that you, you are sort of like... Uh, you don't go bananas like that boy in the toy train museum, but it's... It's new places, it's, it's the opposite of that guy that has been with the same company for a long time, you know? It's like, ooh, this is new, new people, new, I have to learn new things. It's a nice feeling sometimes, isn't it? And you, you're full of beans, suddenly you have a lot of energy and you, you get excited and uh, enthusiastic about your job. Yeah, that's why sometimes it's a good idea to have itchy feet, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, change your jobs. Change the podcast you listen to as well. <laughs> Have I just shot myself in the foot? Why did I do that? Whew, that was ridiculous. You know, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear what I just said. Anyway, to be full of beans, that doesn't mean that you eat um, English full breakfast and then you fart a lot afterwards. No, that's not what it means because of having beans in your stomach. It might happen, but to be full of beans means that you're very excited and enthusiastic. Okay, and the very last one. Um, so, we, let's go back to that, let's go back to that um, girlfriend of yours that um, is not very well-mannered. 
and has this ugly habit of picking her nose in public during the coronavirus um, craze and madness. Uh, yeah, well, how do you feel? How do you feel? You must feel terrible. Um, and then maybe your, your girlfriend does this unwittingly without really knowing what she's doing. Imagine that. Imagine you have a bad habit and you don't really know you're doing it anymore. So then you decide to confront your girlfriend. I don't know why you would ever do that. It's quite mean, actually. You should not do that there. But I just need to, I just need to give you this, this idiom and I think it would be a good example if, if, I, if the story went this way. So unfortunately, that's what has to happen. You decide, to, you decide to confront your girlfriend in front of everyone in the tube. Everyone is watching and you tell your girlfriend that should, sh you should stop picking your nose in public. It's ridiculous. It's unhygienic. It's, it, you can get infected with coronavirus or you can infect others with coronavirus because we all know you have coronavirus. At that point, everybody starts screaming and uh, try, tries to run away from the place, really. How does your girlfriend feel? Can you imagine that? How must she feel? Oh, she has she has egg on her face. She has egg on her face. Yeah, she feels very embarrassed, absolutely mortified. Imagine that. To have egg on your face. <laughs> what a strange idiom. And I don't understand why it, it is used without uh, an indefinite article. It really is. To have egg on your face instead of an egg. Really surprising, but that's that's what the book says, so I trust the book. Yep, so that's it. I hope um, I hope you had fun. Hopefully the pace of the recording and of me speaking wasn't too slow. You know, sometimes when it's well prepared, it's fast enough. Sometimes it's not. I haven't done this for a while, so uh, you have to understand that I have to get back into the swing of things as well. It takes time, um, but I do enjoy talking about subjects like this. It's useful. It's useful for myself too because it, hel it helps me remember these idioms. Yeah, um, it's it's a useful exercise for you too, guys. Don't just listen to this episode. Write the things down and then record yourself um, coming up with some examples. Even personalize the language. Think about the last time you felt red. Oh, sorry, you saw red the last time you felt blue, the last time you were green with envy, and the last time you went as white as a sheet. And then write down some examples, say it out loud. It will help you remember what I have just been trying to teach you. Okay, that's been me, Zdenek, from Zdenek's English Podcast. Please remember to join Zdenek's English, Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group. Feel free to write uh, a comment below the episode. It would be very nice if I could hear from you from time to time. I don't really hear from you enough. There are certain listeners who keep coming back to me, like Martin from Germany. Hi, Martin, by the way. Thanks for listening, as ever. I'll, I would like to hear from others, too. So feel free to contact me um, don't don't feel embarrassed about it. Um, just I don't know. Maybe you feel 
you rather feel lazy or anything, please do. It it does help me out um, because it makes me, it, it gives me this impression that what I'm doing here makes sense and it has purpose and all that. You can also become a patron of the Next English Podcast. You have to do that through podbean.com. Go there, um, search for the Next English Podcast and then click become patron and then all you have to do is to just pledge about one or more dollars a month and uh, it goes to more to not everything goes to my pocket because they deduct uh, a few uh, a little percentage of that from Podbean because it's a service but um, you know it, it, it can help me feel help me feel better about this whole project it, it, it gives it some purpose because um, it's my time you know and I, I, I don't have to do this I, I could I could get a private student and um, get very rich <clears throat> not not really with this job but you know what I mean you know it's just it's 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 a way of saying thank you basically and um, um, yeah it's a, a, a support support really helps anyway I'm, I'm rambling so I think it's time for me to um, call this a day to wrap this up thank you for listening and until next time bye thanks a lot for listening for more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenek'senglishpodcast.podbean.com.